Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everyone, to Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a call center outsourcer working for lots of clients trying to improve their customer experience uh, here in, in beautiful northwestern Pennsylvania. And today's topic is going to be a little controversial, I think. I get into arguments all the time with, with colleagues over the, the metrics and the KPIs that really matter in your call center. I believe, and I'm, I may be in the minority, but I think it's starting to shift into the majority. I believe that the, the metrics that we have been using for the last 10 to 15 years are ancient, that they don't measure a good experience, that things that even my clients want us to hit while I, I understand and we need to be held to a standard, I think that they're the wrong standard. And while it may you know, make people feel good that you're hitting certain numbers, the actual customer experience is suffering on the other end. Think about this. You know, over the last 20, 30 years, has the customer experience really changed? Has it really gotten better? We have tried and tried and tried to layer technology over technology over technology, right? Everything's going to improve the customer experience. Hey, we got these new self-service models. This IVR, it's going to crush the customer experience. Everybody's going to love it. We have these chatbots. It's all over. Uh, this new AI technology, oh, we don't even need call center agents because the, our, all your customers are going to love this so much. And how do we measure all of this stuff the same way that we always have, right? We look at service level. We look at handle time. We look at ASA. You know, these kind of ancient metrics when people could only really judge specific things. Um, they, they didn't have the, the kind of the big data view of taking every single thing a customer is saying, tone, sentiment, taking all that un, into account. And we're starting to get that data now. But still, you know, every single RFP that – you know, we fill out for, for potential clients, it, it includes service level adherence, ASA. It, has, it includes nothing on the actual customer experience. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that those, those metrics are not important because I think that you know, without those metrics, if you're not hitting them, you, you're not going to have a great customer experience. But what we use these metrics for is, is judging what a world-class experience is. And I think, I think that's, that's the problem. It doesn't judge, and it, it is not telling us what a world-class experience is just because you have an 80% service level in ASA under 30 seconds. Let's just tell me that you're answering the phone quick, which has nothing to do, again, with, with if the customer is being serviced. So, you know, one of my favorite movies that, that came out, and I talk a little bit about this in the book, Advice from a Call Center Geek, cheap plug, it's on Amazon, <laughs> um, it was called Moneyball, 
right? And it's the story of the Oakland Athletics in, in 2002 and how they basically revolutionized baseball with a, a very low-end budget and competed with, you know, the, the teams like the Yankees who were, who were spending hundreds of millions of dollars. And with their roster of, I believe, it was under $30 million, you know, made it to the playoffs and, and almost won and, and beat the Yankees. But what they did is they looked at things differently. They said, you know, the, the metrics that we've been looking at and using over the past even 80 years, I don't think they really tell the full story. You know, just because somebody is hitting 30 home runs and they have a batting average of 300, what the Oakland A's found out is that doesn't mean as much as how many times somebody gets on base. It doesn't matter how they get on base, whether it's bunting, whether it is uh, taking walks, whether it's just hitting single after single and you don't hit any home run, it doesn't matter. Just get on base. And they cracked a little bit of a code. And I think our industry is starting to crack some of this code right now. We're not there yet, but I think we're starting to. So the first step in this process of what I believe is the the future or, or where we need to go with this from a customer experience is we need to start to get away from from looking solely at things that are that are made from a, uh, a telephony program or a telephony platform, like your service level, like your ASA. Those are important. Those are just become a small piece of the pie, not the whole thing, Does that, if that makes sense. I believe that net promoter scoring was a step in the right direction. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. I do not think that it is even, uh, is even the best thing that we can look at today, which I'll get into. But what MPS finally got people thinking about was it's not just the 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 numbers the asas the service levels the handle time the the whole time it's not just that it's the full customer experience it's your self-service model it's your ivr it's your website and they've they kind of thought that through and said you know a full a customer that is actually happy is going to turn into an evangelist for the brand and how do we measure that if, if a customer is becoming an evangelist for the brand or if they're going to be negative towards that brand? Because in the social world that we live in, we all know that you know the, the two extremes get taken care of. The people who are really, really happy, they're going to go on and they're going to give a great NPS score, right? Especially on an on a after, after call or, or after email um, or after service email. And the, the, the people who are negative, right? The, those people who had a, a, did not have a good experience or maybe it has nothing to do with the call center rep, but the website was down, their information crashed, the, the associate couldn't help them because maybe their site was down, and boom, next thing you know, their NPS is, is, is a negative. And that's why I don't like NPS, though. That's, or I, I shouldn't say don't like it. That's my issue with NPS. And that's my issue with CSAT, CSAT scores, that happen at the end of calls is that the two extremes only get taken care of. So only the people who are really, really happy and only the people who are not happy and, and had a, had a negative experience in somewhere on the customer journey. Those are the ones that are going to you know give you a, a survey on a CSAT or, or reply to an NPS email. So what do we do with that? Right. How do we, how do we get past that? You know, what are some of the tools and things that, that we can look at? Well, the first thing is, you know, from just from, a, a, I guess, a record-keeping or recording is, is looking at speech analytics now. Because with speech analytics, we can take the full set of calls and the full set of interactions. So 100% of the, your voice calls, 100% of your emails, 100% of your chat traffic. We can put that all through analytics, and we can get sentiment scores. And we can find out 
what's going actually on with the customer on the full journey. You know, we can we can you know take a, a six week window or, or a six week view of all the calls and interactions that come in and and see you know you know thirty to forty percent of the customers are calling in with negative sentiment. Now, that means thirty to forty percent of the customers had a negative experience before they got to the agent. We can also track in call sentiment, right? So if we see that you know twenty percent of the customers are calling in negative, but 40% of the customers are, are ending the call negative, then we know we have a call center issue and we have a call center agent problem. And we got to drill down to that. But for the majority of this, you know, we're finding sentiment scores mostly negative, if we're, <laughs> of course, if we're doing our job at the beginning of the call. So then what do we do, right? So that's a great number to track, right? So, so 34%, 40%, 20%, whatever that number is, what is the negative sentiment of your customers that are calling in? We just tracked 100%. We didn't just track the people who, who love us. We didn't just track the people who hate us, but we tracked everyone. Well, then we look at keywords, and we find out what people are calling in and what, what are some of the negative sentiment keywords, right? Is it website? Is it self-service? Is it IVR? Is it wait times? We then drill down to those, and we can feed back, or you can feed back to your customers, or you can feed back to your, you know, your, uh, your call center managers, or the higher ups above your call center managers that, hey, listen, here's the deal. 30% of our customers are calling in are having negative sentiment. We have, you know, 65% of these guys are talking about our self-service and our IVR. And I just went gone on an IVR and it's a disaster. Well, you right there have now drilled down. You found an actual problem that you can actually fix in the customer journey and the customer experience. If we just looked at the average speed of answer, the service level, um, the handle time, your call center could be performing all those perfectly, but it has nothing to do with what the actual customer experience is. And that's so hard for people to get to, to get to understand. Now, I get it. If you're not answering the calls, again, and your service level is 2%, yeah, you got issues. It's a factor. It's a, it's a, it's a good KPI. It's a piece of the KPI puzzle. But everyone has used that for so long as the end-all, be-all when it's just a small piece just a small piece. So we need to look at the whole life cycle of the customer journey. You know, we need to look at uh, any annoying IVR prompts. Do we have a bad self-service model? You know, what type of, of routing are we using? Do, do we have omni-channel? Are we using multi-channel? Are we only taking and enforcing our customers into, you know, one service model? You know, are your associates trained in, in how to delight and, and um, and, and how to give empathy. Is your call center a fun place to work? You know, do your, do your, your agents have smiles on their face because they're, they're enjoying themselves? All those things, all those things can be tracked with sentiment. All those things can be tracked with, with, with really looking through the full customer journey. None of those things can be tracked, you know, when you're dealing just with service level and those type of, of metrics. So that's something to, to really think about. Think about not just you know if your service if your if your call center is answering calls the the right uh, you know quickly enough and they're not spending a lot of time on hold and your first call resolutions there all those things are really important but really drill down as well to the whole customer journey because when you just look at those metrics you're only focused on one side of the conversation and that's probably something I should have brought up you know a little bit earlier it's another reason I don't like just focusing on telephony metrics. We're only focused on what the rep is doing. 
We're not focused on the experience the customer had. We're not focused if they're irritated, if they're not, what changes we can make on, on other pieces of the of the customer experience. And that's a that's a big that's a big piece. So again, if you want to be different, if you want to really enhance the customer experience, look beyond your normal KPIs that every call center looks at. Everyone's been looking at the same KPIs for the last 30 years, and the customer experience has not gotten any better. So no matter how much you layer your technology, no matter how much you're answering calls within 30 seconds or less, if all the pieces of this, your self-service model, your IVR, are not in tune and are not providing a positive sentiment scoring you know, environment for your customers, then none of that other stuff really matters. Start looking and changing the belief and changing the thought process of, of what a world-class contact center is, what a world-class customer experience is. And not only are you going to now use you know those types of telephony metrics, but we need to add in the sentiment scoring. We need to add in the full tracking of the customer experience. Once we do that and we put those together, and again, not to not to plug my contact center, but that's one of the things that we're doing. Right. That's one of the things that a lot of the higher end BPO contact centers are doing is they're using speech analytics. They're making sure that they hit all those KPIs that the customer asked for. And then they're going above and beyond. And we're saying, hey, listen, we're doing all this, but you, but still a quarter of your customers are calling in and they're not happy. And we've been able to turn because I can tell you sensitive at the end of calls, another 6% of those guys. Right. But we're still at that, you know, 17, 16% where they're not happy. And in looking at our scoring and looking at our keywords, here's the reasons they're not happy. Your IVR is a struggle. Your self-service model is not there. You're only forcing them to use chat and that they want to use voice. Here's are some of the ways that you can actually fix the customer experience. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I think for, for me and for my job and for what we do, that's the whole point of this. The whole point of this podcast is, is how do we help the customers have a better experience? How do we help call centers become better? And I would, I would say that you know this is the overall arching thing to think about when you're looking at education and training and self-service and technology is, is this going to actually improve the customer experience, not just improve a metric that I'm trying to hit? So again, this is a, a quicker podcast, and I know that this is more of a rant for, for me, but it's something that you know, I'm a little a bit outside the box on it. Um, I don't really believe so much in, in NPS. I don't believe in CSAT scoring. I know a lot of people do, and they swear by it. And, and, and I get it. you got to have something to track. But I think that there's a better way now. Make sure that you're looking at the whole picture, right? You're looking at the customer's experience. Don't just look at your reps and feel good and patting yourself on the back because you can hit an 80% service level and your occupancy is, is 85% and your ASA is, is under three minutes, you know, that's great. But again, is it is it actually providing your customers a better experience? And, and to be honest, isn't that the whole point of what we're doing? Right? We're not here to hit numbers. We're here to enhance the customer experience. All right. So that's 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 my rant. Um, I think that that's helpful. I'm not even going to say I hope that's helpful. I, I know that that's helpful. And I know there's going to be some of you out here that that's going to spur something in the in kind of the back of your head to say, wow, you know what? We got to make a, a, some changes and we got to look at what we're really tracking. Um, I hope I hope that that happens. Even if it happens to one or two of you, then this you know this whole episode was 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 uh, <coughs> excuse me was worth it. All right, before I go here, please 
you know, take some time to go on the Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook page. I'd love to hear some negative opinions on this, some people who disagree with me. Uh, please tell me why. I'd love to get a, you know, a healthy conversation going on that. There's also the, the call center Advice from a Call Center Geek you know, Twitter account. We have an Instagram as well. So if any of those you guys would please like or follow, I'd, I would appreciate it. And then, again, please post a review. We're kind of stuck again on like 25 reviews on iTunes. So I'd love to get that. That uh, I've been asking for over 30. So if you could please post a, a positive review or even a negative review if you think I stink. <laughs> because, I'm, again, I'm not a professional at this. I'm just trying to, to find a medium that I can reach some people and, and hopefully help uh, help improve your contact center. So, again, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Next episode, I'm going to kind of, I don't know, I want to say tag along with this, but it's going to continue this this improving the quality thing where I want to discuss, you know, how to do uh, quality coaching sessions. And when you pull a rep off the floor, how should those go? What are some of the things you should say? What happens if they don't take your, your constructive criticism positively? And, and how do you respond to that? So, again, for any, I guess, seasoned call center person or, or anyone who's really working hard in the in the industry, I think that that should be a helpful, helpful episode for you. So, again, thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com.